Welcome. You are listening to The 919, the only podcast dedicated to telling the stories of the over 1.5 million people living within the Triangle. I'm your host, John Carter, and this week, Ranger Nick Diogardi from the North Carolina State Park System and Graham Alexander from a company called Southern Energy Management join the pod to talk about an exciting project at Umstead State Park, and then they talk about more on renewable energy in the Triangle and North Carolina. So if you remember from a few podcasts ago, actually, I was joined by Ranger Jess and Ranger Crystal, and they briefly talked on this exciting uh, project. It's about solar energy in Umstead Park, but we really didn't talk about it at length. Uh, And when Ranger Nick heard it, uh, he thought that this would be a good opportunity to to talk more about it and then more about the subject of solar and renewable energy in general in the Triangle. And I agreed. So that's what this podcast is about. I hope you enjoy it. As always, if you know someone who's making an impact in the triangle, tweet at me or Facebook me or email me at the919podcast at gmail.com. Again, I'm hanging out with Nick and Graham. Let's get started. Okay, I am here at Umstead State Park with Nick Diogardi and Graham Alexander. Nick is a ranger for the North Carolina State Park System, and Graham is sales manager uh, for Southern Energy Management. Sorry, it took a second to get that. Um, So they're going to share about a project they're working on together and then more about solar energy in the triangle. So guys, thanks for being on the 919. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So first, just to begin, let's uh, get a feel for how you got to the triangle, what you do here. Um, So uh, Nick, let's start with you. All right. Well, um, I started off my journey to North Carolina at Elon University. Um, go Phoenix. You go Phoenix. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, uh, I moved or I, I went to Elon because uh, I wanted to get away from folks from the north because uh, <laughs> people from North Carolina are so nice. And I moved to Elon and realized that about 75 percent of the school was from out of state. So but it was a great introduction to North Carolina. While I was at school, I uh, majored in environmental studies and um, actually worked on the first carbon footprint for Elon University, um, oh, wow. which was pr- a really great opportunity through their Office of Sustainability. Um, and after that, I was looking for a job after college and um, knew that I wanted to work in a park somewhere. And when I had moved to Durham um, with a friend, I went to Umstead one day and asked if they had any jobs available. And <laughs> the only job available was a seasonal job. So I started off here as a seasonal employee. Um, cleaning bathrooms and digging ditches and all that good stuff, making the park look great. Yeah. And uh, worked my way up to being a ranger. And I've been a ranger for five years now. That's awesome. So where are you from uh, up north? Uh, from New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. I knew there was a lot of students, like, for example, any of the Triangle schools, I feel like there's a lot of people from New Jersey that come down. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know, like, Elon specifically, there were a lot of people from uh, New Jersey. Or anything, yeah, a lot so. of people from New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. It's a, it's a beautiful campus, you know, great academics and... Um, well, this is paradise. They want to, you know. Yeah, I think that. Get I think away. that yeah, you want to get to a place where it's warm and pretty. So North Carolina is a place to go. Well, it is warm today. I feel like 
we've had delayed spring and it's just going to go right into summer here soon. And but. the sun is shining beautifully today. So Yes. Okay. And then, uh, Graham, you know, how'd you get to the triangle and what do you yeah. got going on here? Absolutely. Um, so I'm from Atlanta originally. I went to school up in Ohio. Um, the got a, Ohio State University? Or? The Miami University. The Miami, okay. Yes. Um, Miami University of Ohio. Um, got a BS in international business, which took me abroad. I lived over in East Africa, over in Ethiopia for about a year. Um, wow. Picked up my passion for renewable energy and solar energy in particular, actually doing off-grid projects over in southern Ethiopia, um, and then brought that back. Came back to North Carolina, wow. family around here, and found Southern Energy, and um, convinced the owners of that time, it was about a 15-person company, to let me have a tryout, uh, <laughs> and that was about 11 years ago. So oh, wow. with Southern Energy did. So it went well, the tryout. The tryout went well. Yeah, my tryout was moving office furniture when they were moving <laughs> offices 11 years ago, and then I, I stuck around. So I've done design, project management, um, install for four or five years, and been doing uh, leading our sales team for the last five years or so. Wow, that's awesome. So yeah. have you been able to go back to Ethiopia? Anytime? I have not. No, I've I had I've been lucky enough to get married and start a family and. Picking up and going back to Ethiopia for a year or two is certainly, you know, it's kind of challenging. <laughs> it's challenging at this time. It's a passion I have to take the skills I've learned here and take them back over to, to another culture like that. Um, but uh, I just haven't have had the opportunity yet. Sure, awesome. And then, uh, why are you guys both here today? So we're talking. We've had a podcast about you know rangers and uh, the parks and the triangle. Um, obviously, talking about some solar energy stuff. But why? Why are both of you here today? Well, um, I, obviously it's rhetorical. No, <laughs> no I, I actually seriously, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I gave Graham a call one day. I gave Southern Energy Management a call one day, and and came up with a harebrained scheme to see if we could get a solar panel system here for a visitor center to see what it would cost, kind of what it would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and Graham came out, did a site analysis for the building, um, kind of gave us um, a price and specs and what it would look like, and. Um, what we decided to do as a park is to partner with our nonprofit group, the Umstead Coalition, um, who since 1972, they've been really just an advocate for the park. They've been protecting um, all aspects of the park from encroachment, from uh, people trying to buy up parts of land and you know, right. change it over into a, a greenway system or whatever it might be. Um, and they've done a great job. And so the state park itself has partnered with the Umstead Coalition to try to raise money um, from the public for the solar panel system. And the project is not just the solar panel system itself, which is fantastic and would help reduce the carbon footprint for the building. Um, But what it would do, it would allow us to um, create a curriculum for young kids, for school groups, for kids. Right, yeah, I didn't think about the educational part of it. Oh, that's huge. And that's really the main driver behind this, is making this tangible, hands-on, and available for kids of all ages, really, up to adults, um, to learn about renewable energy and solar energy in general. But um, the curriculum I'm working on at the moment is not just solar, but talking about all the different types of renewable energy that are available here in the Triangle and the best options that we have here. That's awesome. Yeah. So the this project, there would be uh, solar panels outside or they, would they be on the roof? Like, what would this look like? They would be up on the roof and, and Graham might be able to talk about that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the basic so design. The roof would be covered in solar panels or? Not the whole roof. So the basic design here is we're, we're not intending to take the visitor center off grid. We're intending to show that the visitor center has the potential just 
on a portion of the roof, so probably only 10% of the roof mm. will actually have panels. Uh, it'll be on the left elevation out here. Um, so we would certainly make sure there's education so that people saw it. We want people to see it. We want people to say, what is that? What is it doing? How does it work? And that's that's the whole goal of this. It's not not so much, hey, stick it to the man and let's let's <laughs> start selling electricity and make a bunch of money. This is this is more about a partnership for Southern Energy and, and the park to to create awareness and great education. So it's a I wouldn't call it a sample system. It's a, it's a good size system. It'd be more um, similar to what we typically install in a home on a residence. Um, and that's kind of the intent is to show this is an average system we'd install in a home um, and show what it can do um, as far as benefits, both from a kilowatt hour, if you want to talk in energy, as well as carbon footprint and, and what impact it has. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll, we'll talk more about the project in a mm -hmm. second. But before, I just wanted to get an idea, you know, what does Southern Energy Management do? Um, and they're, they're headquartered mm -hmm. in Morrisville, right? Yeah, so our headquarters, we are actually just moving our office across Glenwood from the park. So we are going to And you're be, not moving furniture this time? Or? We're not moving, yeah, I'm not <laughs> personally, thankfully. Um, uh, we're going to be about a mile from the entrance to Umstead. So oh, selfishly perfect. for me, you know, the partnership here is, is very important. So Southern Energy is a, we're a certified B Corporation. So a certified benefit corporation, which um, triple bottom line is, is kind of what we look at is our people, our planet, and our profit impact. Um, obviously, we got to make money to stay in business, but the people we have and the planet um, and the people around us are kind of what drives why we do what we do. So this Southern Energy always likes to have a project like this that we can um, both point people to and have a project in works that um, people ask us all the time, well, how do I get involved in solar? Can't put it on my home. I live in a condo or whatever it may be. How do I get involved? Great. We want to be able to point them to a project where it's greater awareness. Because that's what so much of the industry is. So um, us being a mile away from the entrance of the park, obviously it's really fun for us to have a project like this in our backyard. Yeah. Um, but our team members are, are so passionate about getting awareness out there. Um, and that's that's kind of the driver behind what we're doing out here. That's awesome. And so so you guys provide, um, I guess, solar panel like stuff for residents. Yeah. And commercial. Okay. Yeah. So so sorry. The, the answer to the question more directly. How do you make money? Yeah. What, yeah, what is it that we do on a daily basis? Uh, so Southern Energy, we are um, we're a twofold company. We do solar energy as well as energy efficiency, building science. So we work partner with a whole variety of builders from the one home a year custom builders to the thousand homes a year um, big production builders and do energy testing on homes testing to energy star certification eco select certification going in new homes and making sure that their homes are built right uh, is, our, is our kind of our foundation and then certainly once they we know they're built right or the energy efficiency is there solar producing your own energy is, is a next step so mm -hmm. um, we're about a 70 75 person team right now half of our staff approximately is on the building science side doing testings on homes day in day out right uh, the other half is doing solar design and installation and we do it all in-house ourselves and wow. we're based right here we've been doing it for 18 years now things are fairly fairly young company fairly young yeah. in construction but um certainly the most established as far as in solar solar energy we were doing it when you know that we were we'd go to shows and we didn't be next to the mud hut guys now everyone <laughs> people are more and more talking about solar yeah. um so but you did it before it was cool oh yeah absolutely oh yeah yeah Bef so. before the trends caught up yeah, so before right. before elon musk got involved yeah we were, we were doing it 
Um, but yeah, the idea is that we work with both private residences as well as commercial applications. Um, rooftop commercial applications, typically not the utility scale solar sure. farms that, are, that, that you see on the side of the highway. That's just a, it's a whole other business model. So our focus is with business owners and homeowners to help them go solar, reduce their carbon footprint, save money ultimately. That's awesome. And do you provide, you know, solar energy for a lot of uh, companies in the area? We do. Yeah, yeah, we've got, I mean, after 18 years, we've got a lot yeah. of partners around here. Um, certainly right here in RTP. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done work on the EPA building out in the park. We've done okay. work on some of the car dealerships right around here. So, you know, immediate local, but we work um, solar side, South Carolina, North Carolina, up into Virginia. Building science, um, we've actually been down in, in Haiti doing work. So we'll, we'll go outside the United States as well. So Wow. Okay. Um, doing work certainly around the country, multifamily energy certification. So um, we've, we've got... Um, We've got a lot of experience in, in the area, and certainly um, there are other solar installers, and we recognize the value of them doing it right as well. There's a lot of rooftops out there. So, yeah, okay. So we want to reach as many as we can. And that was part of the reason. I mean, I, I would walk into work every day and see our rooftop just being bombarded with bright, abundant sunshine <laughs> every day going, I wonder if there is a possibility if we can get some panels on that roof that would you know, help us reduce our footprint, exactly what Graham was talking about, reduce our footprint, and at the same time educate are 1.5 more than 1.5 million visitors a year so yeah it's it's really i mean it's a no-brainer in my opinion it's a no-brainer they're kidding so the you said the entire office wouldn't be powered necessarily uh because that, that might be that would get pretty expensive i think at some point but um a, like a, a good portion of it would be powered mm-hmm. okay. it would be and, and honestly when you talk about cost i mean the number one thing that us as a state agency especially can do in the most cost-effective way to reduce our carbon footprint is reduction um, we've already switched out every light bulb in this building is either LED or um, fluorescent or complex fluorescent. Mm. So no incandescent light bulbs in this building. Um, for those of folks who don't know, um, incandescent light bulb is those ones that get really hot when you touch them. Those are the old style light bulbs. They really don't even sell that many places anymore because right. they're 90% heat machines and 10% light machines. Whereas <laughs> an LED bulb like uh, Cree is a, uh, a company here in the Right down the road, yeah. Yeah, they're a North Carolina company. They make LED light bulbs. They're 90% light, 10% heat. They're way more efficient, and uh, they can reduce a homeowner's energy bill for one of the most cost-effective ways possible. Wow. So. This is, this is going to sound like a dumb question, but I, I don't mean it um, to come across that way. But uh, maybe you can explain, obviously, it, I was saying you can explain uh, solar energy very briefly. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously sun comes in energy comes out but like yeah. i don't know can you share what's like, happening can you break it down for me like what's what's the science that goes into that how is that converted into electricity yeah absolutely um so the, the sun's light makes photons and, and photons hit uh solar panels which are made of silicon cells so the photons um and being a podcast we can't see the solar panel behind us but um, <laughs> just imagine it guys imagine like, a solar panel it looks really cool yay big yay wide yeah you get the idea um <laughs> just google solar panel <laughs> there you go um so it hits the solar panel um hits the silicon cells which um basically on, on a solar panel there's wires sometimes you can see them sometimes you can't but they're embedded wires inside a panel that transmit direct current from the panels down to um, any solar array is going to have an inverter which inverts the power from direct current to alternating current which then feeds it into your home and depending upon what utility you're working with how you do it um 
that's basically the extent of the productive equipment. You've got solar panels on a roof or on the ground and a piece called the inverter, which inverts it from direct current to alternating current. And then the power is fed into the office, the home, um, wherever it may be, and the, to be used in that facility with extra energy going out to the grid. Um, so any system that we put up in this area is going to produce energy, use what we need during the day, send extra out to the grid as a credit, and then at nighttime that home or that office pulls the energy back in. So it's what's called bi-directional metering or net metering. So most of the time, most of our clients, they, they don't really know or really care whether you're using grid energy or solar energy. Mm -hmm. It's simply about a net at the end of the day, week, month. Sure. Uh, so it's not uh, not what a lot of people think about of solar energy of we need to produce it, store it, batteries or whatever else. Some of our systems are starting to have more battery storage, but most are what's called direct grid tied systems. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I got most of that. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. In short, it's not a lot, nearly as much equipment, not nearly as technical as most folks think. Um, an average size, a size of five kilowatt system, like we're looking at here at the park, um, would take our crew three days to install. Okay. Um, the full project can be um, three, four, or five months, depending on permitting and and sure. interconnection and everything. But physical installation, the panels, the inverter, obviously all the wiring in between. I don't want to diminish the value that my team adds as far as the installation because I did it myself and it's it's hard work up there in July it's all panels <laughs> yeah. on a roof but it's not nearly as much of equipment as much most people think hmm. um, simple panels and inverter um, tied into the home gotcha and Nick this would be I know you can't speak for the park the entire park system but I mean this would kind of be a proof of concept in a sense right like this would be your vision I guess maybe would be to have this over more parks in the area for sure right in a, yeah, in a way, I mean, I think that's the direction really that the world is moving in general. I mm. think that once you start seeing um, solar power, photovoltaics in, in specifically, um, photovoltaics become as cost effective as what you would get from the grid, it's going to be a no-brainer Where to the point where you think about where your power comes from and it will always, it, it, at least in part, come from the roof. Mm. Um, at this point, it's just a hair more expensive. And um, so, you know, that's kind of why it's not being fully adopted yet. But I mean, you know, you have other state parks like off the top of my head, Lake James State Park, beautiful new shower house and main visitor center Where's Lake facility. James? Um, out Nebo. Forty. It's, yeah, it's Nebo, Nebo which yeah. is yeah. It's not in the Triangle. I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> no, kidding. it's 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 out in the uh, the eight two eight. There you go. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. three hours west. Yeah, about that. But gotcha. they've got solar hot water on their um, building. Wow. So really, what it does is it, it captures the heat energy from the sun and then makes hot water out of that, which because they use so much wa hot water there in particular because it's a shower house, that's a great application for them. Big, beautiful, you know, sunny, south-facing roof. And they don't use a lot of electricity, but they use a lot of um, hot water in that building. Hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of resources within our state parks that um, could be utilized. You know, if you were down in Fort Fisher, um, which is a great park down on the coast, you know, you have sun and wind applications if you're in the mountains, sun and wind applications. But here in the Triangle, we don't really have a ton of wind resources here. And solar mm -hmm. is really the best way to go for us. And so we just want to, you know, put it out there and, and let people know that this is a great option for them for their homes. Right. That's, I'm excited for the project. And when do you think it'll be done or starting? Or I guess that's based on the funding, right? Yeah, it's based okay. on the funding. We've already started fundraising. So we've got, um, I don't know if you can talk about this, but we've got a GoFundMe campaign out there. You can plug it. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, we've got a GoFundMe campaign out there that the public can donate to. Um, we've already raised um, 
I think $1,500, something more than that wow. at this point. Um, we need a little bit more than that. We probably need, you know, about four or five times that. I think the total cost is $12,000 just over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why, you know, we want to get the public invested in this. We want to get local businesses that they can put their name on the, yeah, that's good. on the project. They can, you know, get some visibility towards their company, but also local people. And we have, like I said, we have more than 1.5 million visitors to this park a year. I, you know, did some crude math. If everybody donated a penny, we'd have all the money we needed for this park. Hey. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, obviously we're not asking that for, for all, from all of our um, visitors because a lot of people can't donate any money. That's completely fine. But there's some folks out there who are able to. And um, if you love the park and uh, this is something you find important and valuable, then by all means, um, I invite you to Nick, check I'll, out our site. I'll donate penny. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I know what I'll do too. <laughs> No, that, that's a that's is a really cool project. I'm I think it's uh, gonna be fun and yeah. the education piece. I mean, the if you you being the listener, if you have ever been to the visitor center here at Umstead, I mean, there's like a ton. I didn't actually discover it until a few months ago. because yeah. I, I usually I just do the trails, but then I was like, eh, let's let's look inside and there's a there's a lot back here. And actually, we're in a room. There's a lot of taxidermied animals and uh i'm sure that's yeah we take these animals all over the state all over i mean wake county especially and uh orange durham county as well just to show kids the animals and and educate them about the nature that's right in their backyard um but i mean part of my job too is to show kids those those stem technologies you know the science technology science Technology. Technology, education, and math. It's so, or, uh, sorry, engineering and math. Well, it's all education, I guess. So. <laughs> it all fits. Um, but th- that I was going to say that one of the most, um, talking about the visitor center, one of the most uh, important parts of this project is having a, um, a tablet display on our wall inside the visitor center that would display real-time energy data from yeah, the panels. Yeah. So you would be able to go in the visitor center, swipe the tablet, and see what the sun is producing and the panels are producing at that very moment and even what the building is using at that very moment. And understanding the balance between those two things and why the sun is producing so much energy now and maybe not at 5.30 in the afternoon when the sun goes down below the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, just to educate folks about that is, I mean, is what we're here for. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Southern Energy does a lot of work um, with energy camps around, around Wake County, around the state. Um, I, see, I get to spend a lot of my time you know, going to schools, doing education, taking sample panels, sample displays. I get some of the best questions from kids under fifth grade. Um, I've been to architecture classes at NC State. I've been to middle schools. That's a whole different group of kids. Uh, <laughs> but elementary school kids, I mean, some of those are the ask the some of the best questions that I've had one on here. Don't know <laughs> because they stump me all the time. <laughs> I, can, I can share one from this weekend though. I was out front talking to somebody about the project and I said to his son, I said, do you know where your power comes from? He said, the wall, the outlet in the wall, right? Yeah. That's where power comes from. And I said, this is a fantastic opportunity to impart a little bit of knowledge on you. You know what I right. mean? So hopefully that young man, you know, went away with uh, a little bit more education than he had when he came to the park, <laughs> which awesome. is what we're here for. So, Graham, paint a picture of, like, if, if Raleigh and Durham and Chapel Hill, the, the entire triangle, if they did what they were, what you know, they should or they could with solar energy, what would it look like? You know, it would just oh, be gosh. a bunch of rooftops. that would <laughs> be a busy man. Yeah. It would be, yeah. <laughs> um, so what we're seeing this year, it's, it's wild, the, the timing here. Um, there's a House Bill, House Bill 589 was passed last year, um, and it's a partnership to, to an extent with the local utility, Duke Energy and Duke Energy Progress, 
to incentivize and encourage more what we call rooftop solar, which is the the office buildings, the the residential, the the light commercial is, is our term um, to get more solar up there. Um, so we're we're expecting to see about a three times growth of rooftop solar wow. this year over last. Um, so policy does drive a lot of what happens, both financially as well as um, just interconnection policy with the utility. But um, but to answer your question, yeah, it would be a very strong mix of rooftop solar on, on residences and seeing um, seeing so much development in North Carolina and the Triangle in particular. Some of these new develop a lot of these new developments around 540 and these new um, areas. We've got some strong partnerships with communities and, and master plan communities as well. That by definition, there's they're installed in old tobacco farm fields. There's not a whole lot of trees around, which means there's a heck of a lot of sunlight. Right, right. Um, so seeing panels on those rooftops and getting education out there to, to help people realize it's not, you know, I love Carborough, but it's not the hippie in Carborough just looking at solar. It's it's the, the master plan community on a 7,000 square foot home. Sure, we can knock that bill down to next to nothing. Um, so it's, it's not just homeowners, it's a balance of homeowners and business owners doing their part. Um, and financially, it's never looked better in the 10 years I've done it than it does this year. I'd say with that bill being passed and everything. Mm-hmm. So Yep. So it's a new new rebate program, both for commercial as well as residential. And the interconnection policy gives us a little bit more stability, not so much year to year, but over a 10-year outlook, we can see a little bit more in the future. Um, so we're seeing a lot of development on that side. So we just, it's more... We got so much resource here in rooftops and a lot of the, you know, the big box container stores. I mean, think about a flat roof up top there. Yeah. Nothing but sun. Um, so it's, it's a mix of everyone doing a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, um, not to discount the big solar farms, the big uh, 5, 10, 20 acre solar farms that are going right. up that have, have driven North Carolina to number two in the country for installed solar. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, yeah. So we, wow. are, we are number two. Who are we behind? Like California? Oh, of course. Nevada or something. Okay. So, and it, it is really, California's at the top. North Carolina, um, number two. It's a big drop between one and two. But we've got uh, most of that driven by the utility scale, the big solar farms. Certainly, Southern Energy, we believe, were a big part of that. We're not installing the volume, but uh, we were here we, when we were the only solar company. So we, we feel a little bit of the pioneers motherly pride yeah, or whatever yeah. you want to call it yeah um what doing it before is cool but uh but you're seeing more um as more companies get into battery storage as well the to tesla's name being associated with solar whatever you think about tesla they've got a great um, marketing machine and they've really got a great product as you look at energy storage and that's kind of the next evolution as people are thinking about solar and how do i store the energy and how do i become a little bit more autonomous but more of these um, companies getting involved rather than just the solar company um, you're seeing bigger names getting associating themselves with solar saying hey this is the future yeah Duke Energy being um, one of them so and it is a mix I mean really in order for us to as society and as as an area as a state um, really get greener if you want to say that you know, at this point, North Carolina is 10.4% powered by clean and or renewable energy. So that's the stat. The, the These are really right great now. stats. I had, I had no idea. <laughs> I, I had to look that up because I didn't know. That's good. I'm glad you did because obviously. I didn't. <laughs> well, but that that's a combination of solar. It's a combination of hydroelectricity, large scale, mostly hydroelectricity and bioenergy, which is a combination of landfill gas from um, 
power from uh, uh, landfills, um, uh, swine waste, hog waste, everything like that down in the southeast hmm. part of the state, and even wood waste. So when our logging infrastructure here in North Carolina, when you have waste products from wood uh, lumber mills, they can light that on fire and, and run a turbine off of that as well. Wow. So really, I mean, it wouldn't be... Uh, if the triangle were to go 100% renewable energy, solar would make up a huge part of that, but it wouldn't play a 100% role. And it couldn't because on cloudy days, what would you do? You know, yeah. so yeah. You, you have to have some sort of a, uh, in, in, in addition to that geothermal, it's a, it's a huge one too. I mean, we don't have the hot spot, you know, volcanoes around here, obviously, but we have big open fields that you can run, uh, you know, coolant through the ground and environmental safe coolant and absorb the ambient cooler and or warmer temperature from the average temperature of the ground and use that as a, um, as a way to heat and cool your home. Yeah. So all of those are great options and it, it's going to take everything. You're saying that the, the trend is definitely solar, but do you think, and uh, maybe Graham, you can add something, but, um, in the next, you know, 10, 20 years, do you think we'll have a sizable percentage of our energy in the triangle from solar or, <clears throat> you know, I wonder, do you have forecasting, like, or do you have any idea, like, at what, at what point will it probably, you know, tip the scale one way or another? Yeah. Um, Swanson's law. Yeah. <laughs> it's going it, to, you know, the more the more people that look at solar and do solar, the more people that look at solar and do solar. So, yeah, yeah. math checks out. <laughs> we, we, are, we are very much um, still in our infancy as, as an industry. Um, we are leaps and bounds over where we were when Southern Energy was founded 18 years ago. Um, but for the potential is huge and that's why we see other folks doing solar in the market and we say great do it well do it right and let's continue to grow this industry um, do I have forecasts on what it's gonna look like in 10 years it's hard to do in this industry uh, we have one of the best um, advocacy groups in the country in the North Carolina sustainable sustainable energy association the NCSEA is a third-party group that advocates um, with local, the local policymakers on our behalf um, is one of the most established and active in the country that probably can give a whole lot more resource than I could as far as what's this going to look like in five years? Uh, what's this going to look like in 10? Um, and it's going to involve exactly the mix that Nick was talking about, other renewable energy sources. We have we make no qualms that solar energy is going to provide 100% of our needs here. Um, I don't think anyone would advocate, even myself that's been doing this for a decade, would say, that's the right answer. Mm. There's, a, there's a mix here, um, and storage certainly being one of those. We, you know, sun doesn't shine at night, there's only so much I can do there. Um, but it, it um, because it's so policy dependent and some of the most recent policy adoptions giving us a little bit more stability, I, I certainly expect it to grow. It's going to look a lot different in five years than it does today. Yeah. With North Carolina, if we continue to lead the charge and our policies hold um, and continue to prove where we are, um, there are plenty of local jurisdictions, local towns that have said, hey, we want to continue to push this. Yeah. Um, and Raleigh as a city is doing a lot. I mean, a lot of their wastewater treatment plants are either completely or partially run off of solar power. Um, the convention center downtown, if you ever look at the roof of that, they've got solar panels on the roof of that. Um, there's you know, EV charging stations that are mm -hmm. partially solar charged in mm -hmm. downtown Raleigh. There's, it, it also takes the jurisdictions, the, you know, the town of Chapel Hill, Raleigh, Carborough, um, Durham to get involved and to promote this, to make it more commonplace as well. So mm -hmm. I think yeah, that's also sense. an important aspect of it. True. Guys, is there anything I forgot? I feel like there's a lot. 
Good information. No, no. The, the one piece you asked about the project here at the at the park. Um, yes. Timeline wise, we don't have a fixed timeline because it is raising funds. Um, Southern Energy is excited to be a partner with it and and continue to push that uphill. Um, we we certainly um, we're going to have our crews working at no cost out here, and we want to make sure. That's plugged in there as, as well. But uh, but really, um, there's not a drop dead. we got to have this done by X date. It's really it's just the, the excitement and passion that, that Nick has um, to get education out here. Um, certainly save the park some money by producing their own energy. Great benefit. But um, if you know one person comes out here and says, man, that's really cool. How can I get involved in promoting maybe it's solar energy or clean energy or efficiency? Yeah. That's a win. Um, or a kid who comes out here and they're seven years old, have never even seen a solar panel up front or, you know, up close. And then, you know, they decide to go to NC State Engineering and, you know, major and get a master's in renewable energy science or whatever it might yeah. be. And that's that's what I'm here for. That's my job. And that's what I'm so excited to do. That's awesome. Anything else? No. That covers most of us. Yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> Hopefully that's, uh, that's helpful to hear a little bit about what's happening in the industry and kind of it's... So people think that some I've heard out there, oh, we didn't know we could do solar. Or we didn't know anyone it was happening in North Carolina. Um, I didn't know that North Carolina was so, like, number two in mm-hmm. the nation. So that, that makes me feel a bit of pride. So yeah, oh, abs- cool absolutely. Um, we've got um, some, some shifting winds here and there politically, um, some positive, some negative. But it's happening, and Southern Energy is a company. We're not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> so we, we'll fight through the bad times and and put up as much solar as we can in the good times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of potential. The triangle, as we see, is growing development-wise, homes, businesses. Um, and this is a great place, a mix of technology um, and environmental uh, mindset, the, the, the mix of people that I get to work with on a daily basis. And, and the way they think about clean energy or efficiency is – um, talking to other solar companies around the country, we have a very cool, very unique mix of, of clientele around here. Awesome. All right, well, guys, thanks for being on the 919. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You just listened to Nick Diogardi and Graham Alexander talk about solar energy in Umstead, the Triangle, North Carolina, and beyond. If you like the pod, let me know by leaving a five-star rating on iTunes and sharing with some friends. Thanks for listening.